Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Heart Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have another great episode for you tonight. I'm joined by a wonderful lady who I have come to call Sister. She wears many hats. Spiritual advisor, counselor, nurse, international model, Reiki master, author, and psychic, Danielle Barazan. In this episode, Danielle discusses many aspects of the paranormal world, growing up with her psychic abilities, her book, The Magic of Spirit Lake, and being a descendant of not only Napoleon, but also Vlad Tepish. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, or have questions, comments, or just want to say hello, drop me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoy the show, please like, share, subscribe, and comment. It's one of the many ways to show your support and get the show out there. You can find me on YouTube, Podbean, FringeRadioNetwork.com, KPNL Digital Network on Thursday nights, and any place you find fine podcasts. Now, on with the show. Hello, Danielle. Welcome to Paranormal Heart. Uh, hello, my dear. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Uh, like we were saying before uh, we started recording, I first saw you on um, uh, Chasing the Truth. And with Sean Graham, and I just felt an instant connection with you for some reason and just had to have you on. And I've seen you on other podcasts, including Spaced Out Radio, just last night with Dave Scott. And um, I'm so happy that you agreed to be on my show. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. You know, it's my pleasure always to connect to everybody. And I want to say thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So for the listeners, in case they don't know who you are, can you give us a little bit of your background first? Of course, you know, a lot of times people are really interested in my background and I always start laughing because I have crazy genetic pools. <laughs> so um, my my genetics are flying all over the place. Uh, originally, like I said, I came uh, to Canada, you know, when I was 14 and I, this is my home. I'm uh full-blown Canadian, I should say, uh, 100%. I finished my uh, university here. I finished my high school. My friends, everybody's here. Uh, but uh, basically, um, I always had uh, my psychic and my medium gifts since I was a child. And uh, my biggest support was my mom. And uh, I'm really blessed to have such a beautiful lady as my backbone in, uh, you know, in my life. She supported me. I had a vision since I was a child that became the truth. I'm capable of talking to the other sides. I saw shadow people, ghosts, spirits. And then, of course, in my crazy lineage, I have from the, and very close so on my mother's side, I have Empress of Austria, uh, you know, Queen Teresa, up to the 
connection with the Vlad Tepes, uh, even Napoleon Bonaparte. And this was all done. And I actually proved that because I have genetical testing and I sent it when we were doing the podcast. So it actually showed me that my genetic pool is even more crazier than I am. So <laughs> that gives me all this connection with the, the background. And my family... Yes, my my family uh, is uh, deeply connected with all uh, believers. So what it means, we are also the gatekeepers, or my great-grandma was part of the Priory of the Scion. So if anybody digs into that, it was actually believers of the Christ and protection of the Christ uh, during the ancient time and the time of the Knights Templars. So I'm also part of a beautiful uh, uh, brotherhood, and that makes me really, really happy. That part I didn't know. That's very impressive. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Priory of Science existed for a while, and uh, uh, back home we called them the Old Believers. My great grandma, like I said uh, in my book, she called her. Uh, she was called Georgia, or basically uh, Tinkle Bell. If you go in a Disney in a Disney character movies, she would uh, lay my mom on the bed while she would go to sleep, and she would tell her all these Bible stories and the stories about the past. She would tell her not everything is written there. And my mother wasn't capable of understanding because, as a Greek Orthodox, because that's our background, she would be told one thing in a church, and then Grandma would add another hundred things on top of it, and then uh, of course that had to be keeping in secret because uh, of everything that was then done at that time. But my grandma uh, did teach us that, and we continue being the all believers in Priory of Sion, and that run in my family for basically ages. Wow. So you being psychic, does that run in the family as well? Was your mother, is your mother psychic or anyone else in your family? Yeah. It's, Yes, yes. Uh, basically, this was even prior to my great-grandmother. They said my uh, great-great-grandfather was capable of coming inside of the village. Of course, there were regular people that were living in a village at that time. So we were talking about uh, uh, during the Ottoman Empire. So in 15th century, 1580 or 1560, they said basically he would come out and before the uh, Turkish would came, he would say, oh, the weather is getting bad. Please remove all the goats and all the sheep. And they say the, the sky would be clear. There's nothing on it. But he was capable of telling them, please remove everything. This needs to be gone. After that, he continued to each member of the family, since we know for our family has been running for a while. And then uh, we figured out that on that directly came through my mother's line to my great grandma that I was just talking about. My mother has some gifts, uh, uh, but 99%, the one who pick up all of the gifts was me. So I see this since I was a child, but it ran even basically from like I'm saying genetic lines because one of my mom's great ancestors, she was advisor to the order of uh, uh, basically order the crusaders. So she would actually tell them uh, how to go into the battles and everything. So she was basically their priestess. That was that was their that was her job. That's amazing. So I take it, <laughs> I take it growing up though that you must have had support uh, from your family, especially your mother, uh, being psychic, because um, it's it really saddens me when I find out that children who have gifts are not understood by their own family and they don't have the support. So. Um, I take it you did have the support. 
I had a support uh, 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 because I have uh, one little sister. She's born after me, uh, and she knew because she she knew what I was. Because, but of course, I I was alone by myself for six and a half years. So uh, for basically some time, and during that time, you know, I experienced many many things. But my mother, I must say, this woman is is amazing. She protected me many times. So she, if I would say something, she would say, "You tell me that alone." if she didn't feel safe around somebody or some family members that may would accuse me, especially on my father's side. My mother's side was more welcoming, but my father's side would call me a witch and all different kind of names. Uh, but uh, my mother's side is totally different. And uh, she supported me in all the visions, in all the dreams, and she would always mention her grandma, uh, basically my great-grandmother, and she would talk about it till basically one day, I, she told me everything, who I am and why I'm having all these gifts and the curses together. <laughs> so. oh, yes. Do you remember <laughs> what your first experience with your abilities was? Yes. Uh, uh, the first that I can say before my first total prophecy that I found out totally who I am, it would be uh, basically these creatures. I will be sleeping on a bed and while I'm sleeping, they would come and try to pull me for my legs I would always then for a while sleep beside my mother. I slept very little and I had terrible nightmares. And now I know those are the shadow people. But then I didn't know. I would say, oh, mom, they're coming to get me. She she was supporting me as a child. And then basically um, those experiences uh, really did scare me because I didn't understand who they are and what they are. And I didn't know why they want to talk to me or I would see the dead people and of course not or somebody who passed away and why they're coming to me I, I just want to play and have fun mm -hmm. so uh, some of the first experiences were not that pleasant I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest to you I would I'll be a liar if I say it was a Disney world far away from it <laughs> <laughs> do you remember how old you were yeah, I remember all of them. I was around four or five, I, I remember. And I clearly remember uh, some of my uh, first visions. And what is, you're going to laugh now, now that, you know, I'm 40, I still see those um, basically spirits and the shadow people. And I still see some of the same creatures. The reason why, because I have my doors open. I don't call them, they come to me. And then uh, one of the wonderful shamans, our Aboriginal shamans here in Canada, uh, uh, when she helped me also a lot, uh, she told me, you are marked. You cannot escape this. You have to accept it and work with it. So she also helped me a lot. But that's that's what it is. So some of those visitors I still have. They're still here, of course. But now I'm used to them. They're used to me. <laughs> so. Yeah. Did you tell your, your mother right from the beginning or did you wait a little bit? Uh, you know, in the beginning, she told me, and that's why it's true. I would run away from the bed. I would jump and I would scream because just like every child, you would be scared. Come on, you know, what are these creatures while well, you see everybody else is sleeping or my eyes are wide open, but I see something darker than night itself. And then uh, one day she started asking me, what do you see? What scares you? You know, and I started talking and talking, and uh, she talked then to my grandma. And my grandma, Rada, she was very, very beautiful soul. And she she knew how to read uh, many things. She was capable of reading into, I know this is very Mediterranean, but you take the beans and you read into the beans or into the corn. 
and she openly, so she was gifted in her own way. And she said, uh, this is what Daniel is. She pick up the gene. We have to basically train her and get where she needs to be, but she needs to accept it because she cannot escape from it. So that's, so I had these ladies behind my, behind my back, backing me up. <laughs> uh, that makes me so happy. Cause like I said, there's so many people Thank who you. have abilities and uh, their families don't understand and they think it's something that's evil. So these people grow up to be adults who have lots of depression and anxiety because they are sensitive. They do have special gifts and they don't understand it and they never had the support. So it, it always makes me happy when I find out that children do have the support and uh, parents or family in general just try to help them, just try to help them guide them and, and uh help them grow their, their, um, their gifts. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm blessed that way. But just like I said, well, I had a support from my mother's family, uh, that yeah. much I had, uh, basically yeah. hate and names and everything from my father's family because they didn't want to, um, accept it. Uh, uh, and you know, if you say something, so my mother always kind of kept me at the side far away from them as, as, as much as she could, because if I say something and the next day happens, they will call you a witch or they'll say she's a bad person. So I felt that on my skin too. Uh, luckily, like I, like I said, I came to Canada when I was 14. Then I got connected into my own little circle. Uh, I was closer more than ever uh, with my mom, you know, because you come to a new country, you know, you get closer to your family. Yeah. And then uh, I get really connected with some of the great minds here, uh, some of the wonderful Aboriginal people, and they build me who I am today. So, but whenever people contact me and they say, I have a special child, and you know, they can see, I say, please don't call them the names, don't uh, push them around, don't allow them to be abused because of their gifts, support them. And tomorrow they may be, I'm sure not maybe, they will help you, but don't, don't punish them for their gifts. It's not, it's not their fault. They're just born with it, and um, it just helps them so much to be a better person if they have the, the support and, and love and acceptance from people that they care about. Yes, I totally agree and respect what you said, my dear. Yeah. So tell us what, you, what you've been doing now. Like, uh, I've seen you on a few shows <laughs> now, and I know the big question. This is not live, so I don't have uh, people asking questions, but the big question in any show I see you on are spirit animals. <laughs> so can you touch a little bit about <laughs> spirit animals? It just seems like everybody wants to know, do I, do I have one? Do I have more than one? What is it? It's just, it's amazing. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful, uh, um, I also, I will tell you honestly, of course, I have my, my own studio. I'm really blessed. The new age studio is growing. Uh, I have people from all around the world, uh, following the shows, the podcast, radio programming. I'm sure many will listen to what we are uh, talking today. And that's what feeds my soul, uh, the positive energy and the love, uh, relationship between the people. Um, I'm, I'm really, uh, I could say, a bubbly and a Venus person. I am born under the Sagittarius sign, December 17. But uh, when I was born, it was ruled by Venus. So Venus is uh, my planet. So I'm very much ruled by the love, happiness, and uh, protection and joy. That's, that's what I enjoy, too. 
So what what I'm doing right now, I'm actually spreading spirituality. I'm doing a lot of readings. I'm guest on many different podcasts, radio and shows. I'm uh, right now uh, finishing the interview. It's going to be with the two uh, TV channels that is going to be broadcasting regarding the Spirit Lake, our beautiful lake here in Alberta that I wrote Uh a book about it. And uh, so I'm... I'm onto my own road. Then I'm moving to the BC, and then the, from BC, I want to go to Florida. Actually, I'm already getting there. So I think I'm everywhere. So <laughs> I, I'm just, uh, but I, I plan. I maybe even for for my book, it took a while, you know, but I made it. I, I'm not. A, my mother always told me, "Don't give up. Keep going on. You will get there." And uh, that's. That's how I go on. And I love I love uh, the podcasts. I love the radio shows. I love what we are doing at this moment right now because we are touching people's souls. And this is this is my goal. You know, of course, we all go for a work, finish the money, pay the bills. And that's important. Yep. But as a nurse also, uh, when I say when none of my family members and none of my closest friends are not on a stretcher, we will be capable of finding a solution for anything. Mm-hmm. After you're on a stretcher and fighting for your life, that's when everything stops and we must fight for that. So that's that's how I look at it. So that's most important to me, spreading love and light. Yes, uh, that's one of my sayings that I love to say to people. I wish you love and light. Um, I've mentioned on the show before uh, when the pandemic first started and you didn't have to wear masks yet. Um, it was your choice if you wanted mm-hmm. to wear them or not. And I chose not to in the beginning. And I actually had a lady at a grocery store come up to me and she was really angry that I was not wearing a mask. And I just smiled at her and I said, well, I wish you much love and light and happiness. and You take care. And I walked away and she just stood there like, what just happened? I was like, I'm not going to fight you. She had so much hatred and anger in her. Uh, probably because of the fear of the pandemic as well, heightened that with everybody. And um, I just, I wasn't going to fall for that. And I just wished her love and and happiness and and walked away. And I don't know whatever happened to her after that, if her mood changed. I I have no idea. I'm kind of curious now. But yeah, spreading love and light. Like, don't, even if someone does you wrong, like, just wish them love. I love what you did. First of all, uh, uh, People that are aggressive, they're always, or when they're in a fear, in a state of an anxiety, and in a state of a guilt, they will actually, this is why psychology, they will start yelling, they will start attacking another person. This is in a medical field, this is written. And if you actually go with that flow, what many times we all do, because we have our own lids, or at that time something bad happened to us, you know, that's when all the basically fire broke up. What you did is something beautiful. Um, I'm sure she was scared. I'm sure she had an anxiety. Uh, just like I took a care with my own hands, washing, changing, and feeding, mm-hmm. and giving medication to the people that were having a COVID, that were having a swine flu, uh, that uh, maybe I even had a patient in my hands who had a sm- just basically now a monkeypox a couple of days ago. Oh, wow. So because of my, of my background and everything else that I do, but to me, I have my own boundary and I have my own training and I also have my own spirituality on the side. Mm-hmm. So 
spreading love and light, uh, it's more important than anxiety. If I stress you now, my dear, if I give you a lot of harm, if I give you a lot of tension, I'll build the negative energy around you. So I'll destroy your health, I'll destroy your immune system, and slowly you'll be capable of picking up COVID like that. You'll pick up flu like that. You may get, God forbid, not you, let's say somebody else, X and Y uh, will pick up any kind of terrible illness and diseases. But once when that starts, that's when you need to remove yourself or say, this is too much, I had enough. Yep. Like we discussed early on uh, before recording that I had an employer that I only lasted a few days and he was very, very negative individual. And it affected me not just mentally, but physically as well. And once I recognized that after a few days, I said, you know, I'm sorry, I can't work here anymore. Um, I wasn't going to put up with all that negativity. And um, with this pandemic in the beginning, there was so much fear because we didn't know what it was. We didn't understand. We still don't fully understand what it is, but at least we're still learning. But in the beginning, it was horrible. And and I do have abilities not as strong as yours. And you could just feel the fear and the anger. And it just, you know, I just would picture white light around me and try and push it out and, and try to Good. envelop the world, you know, because that's, the world needs that right now. And, and I, I put that on social media every once in a while. I'll just say, let's pull together. Let's concentrate. Let's picture love and light and just flood the earth with that because it really needs it right now. I, I love what you're doing and I respect what you're doing because uh, that's what we are actually dealing right now. But as a human beings, I always say, sometimes we have to, I always say, uh, let's follow the precautions, let's follow yes. whatever the medical teams are saying in every country, every state. Uh, uh, every country, every state and every culture is different. So we cannot judge that. No. Uh, I've been around the world and I know many different cultures and societies. So everybody may accept it differently and deal with it differently. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, basically, but I also say in that case of a panic and an anxiety, I totally love what you're doing, spreading the love and light and trying to surround yourself with positive thoughts. I'm being honest to you. I, I, uh, I, my, my, my mother, I turn on to her, you know, the different programming. So we have the Android box for her so she can go through the European channels and change different things. So she doesn't have to go watch BBC, CNN. It doesn't matter, global news and constant COVID. Of course, she knows what COVID is. Yeah. But I want this woman also to be relaxed. She's been through so much. Now that she's healthy, she doesn't need this stress. Mm -hmm. Let's let let her relax. Let her laugh. Uh, she watches the. I said, watch the news in the morning. Watch news in the evening if you want to. That's it. Don't watch. Okay, today we have 17 cases. In half an hour we have 18 cases. It's not going to change if you and I watch it. We already have a medical teams and professionals in the charge of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually wearing one of those crowns on top of my head or I should say a hat forgive me not a crown a hat of that so I'm being part of it if you need something I will be there for you mm -hmm. so you will have the mask if you need them you'll have the the disinfectant if you need it you'll have every, if you need a hazmat suit I'll get it for you don't worry <laughs> but the one thing is it the one thing what is it I don't want you to panic and uh, she she then listens. My mother is very spiritual. She listens to spiritual. She listens to prayer. She listens to many podcasts. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also think that technology helped her uh, to kind of get away from certain things. In the beginning, she was like, oh, how am I going to learn this, Daniel? You know, I, when I was born in 1954, this doesn't exist. I said, 
it didn't exist when I was born. So how it's going to exist when you were born? But let me teach you basic stuff. Yeah. So uh, my mom, uh, my mom is uh, quite a lovely joy. So she also uh, loves to spread love and light. So what you're doing, you know, I can say is just beautiful and keep doing it. Thank you. Now, I have to ask you working, <laughs> you working in, in hospitals and, and medical centers, have you ever seen any spirits or shadow people or anything par- oh, that would be course. paranormal? Yes. Would you like to share yes, some of those? Course. I will, I will, I will mention this. Uh, at University Hospital of Alberta, uh, there's many people that die. There's many people that survive. And unfortunately, every hospital, it's a center of uh, birth and death and miracles and ending of a life too. That's what every hospital is. If anybody wants to go, they can Google it and they can find it. Uh, actually, there is a ghost of Alberta and uh, one of them, it's actually, they're mentioning uh, Alberta uh, uh, University Hospital that we do have a lady that it's walking down because she lost her child and she killed herself. So that's why they put the basically glass around the uh, stairs now so nobody can jump and because of different patients and etc but i will mention intensive care on our intensive care trauma on the third floor i'll never forget something um there is a special room and that special room it's uh, actually a room where patients when it's time for them to pass away they put them inside of that room so they can be surrounded by the family mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different setting and everything but sometimes it's occupied. It's also if we have so many patients. And then it was a night. There was six different uh, medical staff members there, including the respiratory therapists. And we have a diaper scale there. The reason why, because it's uh, for many children that wear the diapers, we can measure input and output so that we know how much urine they took out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was beside another nurse, and as we were talking, the plate of a scale just flew from one side to another. She was much older than me then. She's in a pension now. She just grabbed me for a hand and pulled me out the back. <laughs> so I look at her, and I said, Marilyn, what is this? And she said to me, don't be surprised this hospital is full of the ghosts. And I was very young then. And I said, I can feel it. This person is still here. She said, I know you can feel it because I don't have gifts like you and I can feel it too. <laughs> and I said, let's, let's just leave the room. We left the room and we kept uh, the door wide open. And uh, that was the first time that I actually felt the angry patient, the soul of a patient who actually pick up the little, uh, basically, plate from a scale, a diaper scale, and mm-hmm. toss it across the room. And then everybody told me that that patient comes constantly there, starring, he's angry. He, it's a male who comes constantly inside of the trauma third floor and plays with the stuff, still likes to pull stuff, turn. So that floor is pretty much, very much haunted by him. And then I saw a spirit... Uh, between me and a security personnel while I was parking my car. And that time I had a neon Chrysler. I parked it and I just look at him like he's not alone. And I could see the shadow coming with him. I'm like, and he waves, hi, Daniel, how are you doing? Because they, everybody knows each other, you know, yeah. because you're a night staff. And yeah. I'm like, 
hi martin there's somebody behind you but it's okay. so i did see it 20 of the time so and i still do so that's the way it goes so how, yeah. how did he react Sometimes, to that when you told him there was someone behind him was he totally spooked or did he did he pretty much accept it and say yeah i know no, he didn't accept it. I would be a liar to say because uh, uh, Merlin and some of the nursing staff, you know, we see that these are the security personnel. Yeah. They they will transport the body to the morgue, but of course we prepare it. So it goes to the special bed. So when it goes, the rest of the patients cannot get scared. So they don't even know what is going down the hallway for their yeah. own psychological mind. But he looked at me and he said, what are you talking about? And I said, just please keep walking. And he keeps turning and he's calling, gra- grabbing his pants and then touching the gun. And I was like, what is behind? You could see he was getting paranoid and I started laughing. But I said, no, no, don't worry. I think he's just passing by. Passing by, is he going to choke me? Started, you know, all this kind of questioning. Yeah. And I was laughing, but that's uh, what happened. Uh, so it depends how each person is open. Yeah. But after that, we talk on my break and I was laughing. I said, don't be scared. He said, what? How I cannot be scared? <laughs> that's that's the way it goes. But he calmed <laughs> down after. And uh, he came uh, the next night and he said, do you see him around? And I really didn't see the, the gentleman following him back. I said, I think you were just passing by the garage. It's underground parking. And you just passed by while you're parking the car. You sure I didn't take him home? I said, no, you didn't take him home. He's still here. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the way it goes. Yes. That's funny. I, I worked at a hotel many years ago, and we used to have um, uh, a ghost there. We called her Mary. And uh, she followed me home one time because uh, my son and I were sitting in the oh. living room, and my daughter was in the kitchen. And she'd be saying, what? What? And my son and I would look at each other and we're like, what are you talking about? She's, you're calling my name. We're like, no, we're not. Or I'd be at one, we had a, lar- a long kitchen and she'd be like, mom, you're flicking me on the shoulder. I'm like, I can't move that fast across the kitchen. It was this Mary. So finally I told him, my, my, my children are sensitive as well. And um, I, I had finally had to tell Mary, like, you need to go back to the hotel. You can't come here. Like, yes, there are children here, but you can't stay here. You need to go back. And my daughter still kind of, she's 21 now. And she's still kind of like, you got rid of my ghost friend. I'm like, yeah, I'm, an, I'm a paranormal investigator. <laughs> I will go to other people's houses, but I don't want them in my house. I already know they're here, but, you know, I don't want to bring extras. You know, <laughs> it's like, no, no. Of course, ghosts and spirits are, uh, I totally respect what you're saying, uh, uh, ghosts and spirits are always around us. Yep. Uh, the portals are always open. And if somebody is more, a little bit more uh, uh, sensitive to it, if they're more open, you know, they will feel them more than somebody who is not. Yep. But it doesn't mean that somebody who is not even, I should say, totally close to it. And when they actually encounter it, they go like, oh, my God, this really does exist. It's it's true. So but I would never bring any of the spirits, ghosts or anything to my house. What I'm blessed to uh, dealing with the debt a uh, lot of times. And I never had any of my I should say patients that pass away, people that pass away on my hands, actually, uh, I see them departing that their ghost or spirits haunted me. Never, ever, never, ever. Neither did, never, ever. I never had that experience. Uh, I don't know, is it because I block? Sometimes people ask me, I think because I'm used to blocking the channel when I leave. I said I did my job. I did the best I can. Those souls need to rest now. I and I go and leave. But I never had them hunting me or doing, no, never, ever. Or maybe because I really 
uh, when I will be honest to you, when I'm a nurse, I really try my best and I give 100% for myself. Mm -hmm. So maybe they do see that I, I'm not just there, you know, like a body. I'm there to provide the care. But mm -hmm. that's what I can say. So I never had that issue, never, ever. That was going to be a question I was going to ask you if you ever brought anything home, because as you, you and I both realize that when you have that light, once the other side notices that we can detect that they're there, whether we see them, hear them, just sense them, they're drawn to people like us and they want to follow and uh, try to communicate whether it's good or bad. But I had something uh, lately, and I will mention that there is a highway. I always give the facts here that it's called Anthony Henday Highway. And I go home uh, on Anthony because I'm on suburb in Edmonton, Alberta. And uh, what was happening, I was driving home and more than a couple of times um, that week, I saw the gentleman totally burned and he would be inside of my car. And then I would pull the car out and I'm like, I could see him in my view mirror. And younger, probably in his 20s, I was really shocked. So I'm like, okay. He wants to tell me something, but I don't know what is it. I pull over and he wouldn't say anything. And he didn't follow me home, but it was on the same place on Anthony Henday. Just uh, when you connect, you drive about another maybe four kilometers when you connect from the Terevilagar Drive. And then one day, one of my good friends, he's a police officer. Uh, we were just talking and he said, oh, guys, you know, how are you doing? Blah, blah. And I said, uh, how was the day? He goes like, oh, I was busy the other day on Anthony Henday. There was a car accident and this gentleman died because it was a motorbike hit by the semi-truck. So, of course, he couldn't survive, God forbid. And I just looked and I said, what? And then I started talking. And uh, I told him uh, uh, exactly what I saw. And he goes to me, oh, my God, you're describing the gentleman that passed away there. And uh, I didn't have a clue. So what I did, I pulled over. And even it was a snow, it was cold. I get out of my car and I said, please go to light. You cannot stay with me. I know you want to go. I know you want to be with me. And I know you recognize that you can talk to me, but you cannot come with me. Neither I can take you home. Your home is now light. I, I did my little prayer after that. I never saw him again. So he was gone and I'm glad. And then uh, uh, my friend asked me, did you see him again, Daniel? I said, no, no, no. Uh, he's now passed to the light. So I also enjoy uh, when the souls that are stuck, I shouldn't say enjoy. It's my pleasure more to guide them back to the light instead of making them to be stuck here and then relive constantly those traumatic experiences and uh, something terrible that happened to them. But that gentleman, yeah, he passed away there. So he was getting into my car for a couple of days every time when I come on to Anthony Hendy. I know where that road is as well. I lived in Alberta for three years and uh, oh, we, we used to go to Edmonton a lot. Yeah, yeah. Does that happen yeah, to you yeah. a lot so, when you're yeah. driving or if you're out shopping or something that, you know, these people come to you like that? Um, most of the time uh, uh, happens if I'm alone in a car. Mm -hmm. So I, I get there, basically, the connection with them, and I can connect. Sometimes it happens in a store, but it depends who do I pick up and what energy do I pick up. But it happens, basically, when, you want, when they want to come, when they want to connect with me. So it's not like you ask them come at this moment, only if like person asks for the seance or they ask for their mother and father, that's when I'm channeling through them. But they connect most of the time 
in, in their own way when they feel like it. I will be allowed to say oh, it's 2.15, 3.25. They connect exactly when, when they want to. And I think it's not possible for us always to know when the other side will connect, when the, when the angel, spirit or the ghost will show up. Hmm. They come into their own time and they come when they want to. Is there a specific time during the day or night that it's easier for spirits to communicate with us, do you think? Well, of course, of course. Anybody who does do uh, paranormal research, who does do psychology or paranormal psychology, it's actually known that after the dead time, you can connect more to the souls. And the reason why, because they are coming to their dimensions, they feel free. During the nighttime, most of the world sleeps. What it means, there's less interferences, there's less uh, uh, vibrations, and they feel less uh, intimidated. And that's when they, many of them come. And people call like, oh, creatures of the nights, and they mention the horror movies. Not just them. There's angels that come through the night. There is spirits guys that come through the night. Our past loved ones come through the night. Ghost spirits, and of course, some other uh, dark creatures too. But uh, during the night time, especially after, I would say after 2 a.m., that's when the dead time comes. And that's when most of the world sleeps. And that's when vibrations are lower and many dimensions are more open. I feel also there's less distraction that uh, has our attention. So uh, we just pick up on things a little easier then. Yes, that, I, I respect what you're saying, because uh, what we are uh, doing, basically, during that time, there's no TV, there's no phone calls, there's no, you know, uh, iPhone or whatever. So you are relaxed, and then your third eye is more open, so we are actually connected more to the other side. Agreed. Uh, it's kind of like that when they talk about paranormal investigating. Um, people say, why do you do it in the, at night? You can do it during the day as well. But at night, you don't have as much light pollution, sound pollution. Things are just uh, calmer and you can pick up things better. But if there's activity during the day, that would be a good time to do the investigating as well. But I feel like you, you can investigate day or night. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I had many connections uh, uh, and I, for example, I do many readings or, you know, people ask me to connect to their souls or even do the house tour. Uh, they will show me the picture of their houses or, you know, go on a Skype or whatever. Or we go there during the light time uh, or during the daytime. And you can pick up uh, basically if it's a, you know, a bad spirit, good spirit, entity, ghost or a visitor. It all depends. Uh, let's just mention, for example, our, our fathers. It doesn't matter what fate you are. But when a priest comes to your house, he doesn't come at 2 a.m., I'm sure. No. He does come to bless the house, usually in the morning and the afternoon. Uh, but he will be capable of picking up the negative energy or the good energy or bring out the blessing of the house because they're really specially trained and they have their own gifts and their talents. But they're not going to come at 2 a.m. So uh, only they need to, of course, God forbid. But I hope nobody needs that. But uh, uh, basically, that's what I'm telling you, that there's still many connections and spiritual sides connected also, you know, during the daytime. So I totally support you. We can do it on, a, on a both ways. If you know how, you can do it. Yes. Yeah. I think in the beginning, uh, we, uh, we used to feel, you know, when we first started investigating, that uh, we had to do it at night because of the TV shows. But then as experience, then you realize, no, it doesn't really matter. And um, I have a friend, uh, Archbishop Plato Angelakis. I don't know if you know him. Uh, he can go into a place when he does exorcisms or blessings or whatever, and 
he he knows he, he they can't hide from him he feels everything um but he's that, trained that, he's trained yeah. that way too so yeah yeah that's like uh, uh we have a here of uh, he now moved to the bc but we had a father mark smith uh what i can mention that gentleman uh, uh i should say the 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 priest uh he was capable like you're saying to come into the house and feel all the energy uh, it doesn't matter and he, you cannot lie to him or even during the service uh, you know there'll be other priests because uh, serving with him but father mark had something very special inside of him he was capable, and he still is, God forbid, he's, uh, he's alive, so I shouldn't say, but he's, he's capable of picking up the things, he's picking up the energies. So when he comes to bless your uh, house, you know, of course, he comes usually in the afternoon, he's capable of saying, you know, I can feel something in your house. Uh, it doesn't have to be the entity or the darkness. Uh, uh, I, he can feel also like the uh, negative energy, he can feel the illness, he can feel jealousy. So like you're saying, there is many... Uh, 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 Archbishop George uh, very much is like that too, you know, um, so uh, Father Anthony on the other side. So like are you saying, many of those priests that are specially trained, they have that gift to pick up the, the certain things. And I, I have a huge respect and admiration, uh, admiration for each and every one of them. It doesn't matter, you know, if they are Roman Catholic, Orthodox, Baptists, my uh, respect to clergy is always very, very huge. Mine as well, uh, especially people who who handle the more um, intense cases that I don't even want to deal no. with. Um, I don't want to handle, no. knock on wood, I've been um, blessed that I haven't um, encountered any de demonic cases. And um, mm -hmm. sorry, my husband's making faces at me. <laughs> Away. <laughs> uh, but it's nice to know that if uh, our team does encounter something like that, we have people who that's what they do. They handle the intense cases. And like I said, I don't I don't want to deal with those. Uh, it's a calling for them. It's not like they want to. And uh, I have so much respect for people like that. Same here, same here. Uh, uh, you know, I always say Hollywood is a Hollywood. It's good to have Hollywood. We all laugh, we joy. Uh, and sometimes it's good to put your mind in a different way. You know, it's, 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 it's just the way it is. Get a popcorn. That's what it is for. We need to relax our mind or open to the other side. And I love it. I, sometimes me and my uh, uh, sister, when we watch those movies, I start laughing. She goes to me, Daniel, we are not normal. I said, I know that. So I start, <laughs> I start laughing. And, and my mind the poor woman she grabs a she if she sees like a, a dead people whatever she takes a cloth or a oh, no. like how you two can watch this i cannot watch it anymore so we but we do it on a purpose we we then give the eye signals just to tease her but she knows it's it, yeah. we're playing with her but uh, i'm blessed like i'm saying uh and but the truth what is uh when we're talking about the father's or, you know, the priests that have that special calling, what they're dealing with uh, and what they can deal with, it can be very, very dangerous. And uh, like I'm saying, uh, I know some priests that they do exorcism and that they deal with those negative energies and the powers, and my respect goes to them. So I, somebody who would put them down uh, because of, you know, whatever, I would just say, you know, if you ever attended any, then you would know what I'm talking about. If you didn't attend any and you just watched the, you know, Hollywood movie and ate the popcorn, oh, it's okay. It's it's yeah. fun then. 
But if you attended one behind the closed door, there's no cameras, they, I'm sure you would jump through the window. Oh, so yes, yes. Uh, my daughter and yes. I, we're kind of like that when we watch horror movies. I don't, I'm not a big fan of them as much as I used to be when I was her age. I used to love them. And I would go to the movie theater with my friends <laughs> and we'd be seeing a horror movie and I would be laughing and everybody was looking at me like, what is wrong with you? But I'm looking at it from the uh, cinematography point of view as well. Like, how do they do that? Yes. You know, uh uh, it's just, I just, it just, I would laugh. And like I said, they would just look at me and say, there is something seriously wrong with you. And it's like, well, and they're like, well, what, what, would, what would you do if you saw a ghost? Like, well, I have experienced ghosts and uh, not like this, but uh, knock on wood. <laughs> Hope I never experience anything too uh, intense. Uh, but I think my guides and keep, the, keep those away. And if I can add to that, you know, um, yes. I'm... Movies are something that it's made for enjoyment. Yes. It's made to give us the other side. Predictions open the certain door. So I respect somebody who is like a Steven Spielberg, you know. Um, then we have, uh, you know, George Romero uh, and many of them that were wonderful creators. Uh, you know, Alfred Hitchcock, for example, oh, that yes. were wonderful creators of these movies. And now we have these new, uh, basically, uh, producers that are kind of doing this stuff, but they have more of the technology and everything. Well, these people didn't. So even if I like more vintage and the old movies, just, just my own heart is connected to it. But I also want to say something. People can be more scary than any kind of movie. Oh, yes. And reality is more scary than any kind of movie. What we can do to one another and then they make movie about it. It can be worse than any horror movie or imagination that we can do. Because what we can do, I, I think, is just terrible. So I, I yeah. hope the people will learn sometimes uh, to be more empathetic, loving, and, you know, respecting towards to one another uh, boundaries and etc. instead of abusing one another and going there. I often say that, yes, monsters exist and humans are one of them. You know, we, we can be real monsters. I respect that. Yeah. Yes, yes, humans can be real monsters. There's like people that, you know, can be own family members that, you know, they will abuse uh, uh, you. They will abuse you to the point that you don't even know that's possible and you are your own, their own flesh and blood. Uh, I see that. I see, for example, in our shelters, because I, I work closely uh, with many and I support many charities where you see, you know, the, the child is being sexually, physically, mentally abused by their own mother or by their own father. So what kind of monster do you need to be? You're already demonic. You don't need to watch the movie. This is who you are. I'm sorry to say it. So when you're saying uh, there's human that are monsters, I totally agree. Totally agree. Totally. But it amazes me, too, to see the other side of the spectrum, that humans can be so kind and nurturing and, and, and caring. Um, we, are, we do go from one spectrum to the other. Yes, if you say, for example, look at Mother Teresa. Yes. Mother Teresa was capable of healing many people. She was basically on an island with leprosy, with, uh, many, with HIV, but she never got basically any of these illnesses. Mm -hmm. Why? Because she had a special gift. I met her once. This was her mission. She, no, you did. I never had a chance to meet her. I admire her very, very much. I mention her a lot in every podcast. I, I think I admire her as a nurse, as a nun, 
and as a somebody who was a really light carrier, uh, somebody who knows more medical field and knowing how easy it is to get uh, contagious diseases like yeah. that, and especially just going there with nothing and healing those people, she was really a light worker. So she that was, must be a yeah. blessing to meet her. How, how yeah. was it, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, it was great. It was um, oh, many years ago. I'm originally from New Brunswick uh, on the east coast of Canada, for yeah. the listeners who don't know. Um, and I lived in the Moncton area. And there was mm-hmm. a, some kind of a religious function going on at the Coliseum. And Mother Teresa was one of the individuals that was going to be uh, attending. So my uncle and I asked one of my uncles, I said, do you want to go with me? I can get tickets because I was in high school at the time. I said, I can get tickets for the high school. And he says, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I just briefly met her. um, But for the like 15 seconds or so, um, she just had this strength, but this kindness and this light. And it's just... Nothing. Oh. It, it seemed like nothing scared her. She just walked through the valley of darkness, you know, and but she was that light yeah. and she was just an amazing individual. And there's not too many people that I can say that I met that were like that. She was she was really amazing. And like I said, it was just a, a brief, you know, hello. And that was it. You're done. But um, yeah, that that um, I don't want to say it marked me, but it's just I remembered that very brief encounter um, to this day, you know, I'm in my fifties now and I was in high school at the time. So yeah, she was, she was an incredible individual. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy that you had uh, such a beautiful experience. I never had a chance to meet her. Uh, I wish I did, but I mentioned her a lot because I'm just, uh, uh, and the reason why, because the world knows who she is and she deserves to be known and to be mentioned because she was a really a light carrier. And that's why I mentioned her yeah, many definitely. times. Yes. Yeah. Amazing lady. <laughs> I don't know a whole <laughs> lot about her, but uh, yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So what- I don't have any. I can just tell you, I don't have any. This can make you maybe laugh and everybody else. I, as a child, never had uh, any huge, even now, you know how the women are crazy after the Tom Cruise, yeah. uh, Brad, it, uh, uh, whatever. If you, I'm very <laughs> weak there because I love the movie. And if I see the movie, I really don't pay attention who's playing at it. I know more about the producer than I would know about the movie because oh, really? I'm interested who made it. Yeah. But uh, I'm not... Uh, so most of the time when the girls and the teenagers are, you know, I love this one. I never had any of them. So I must be a weird creature or something. I don't know. I, I never I never had any. Uh, the only person that I loved uh, during my childhood, and I still do, and uh, I love him as a character because then I was a child. And I have uh, basically... A collection from uh, from uh, him uh, about he, the magazine about him, John Wayne. So John oh, Wayne yeah. was the hero in, mm-hmm. I, in my childhood. He was the best Western character. He was the one who was making, see, I was looking at him. He was making the peace, bringing the light, always so powerful and strong. And that's why I admired about him. So as a child, you're going to laugh now. I would, my mother, she if she was here, she would faint it. I would take a 
fake cowboy hat in a, in a plastic toy. It's a gun with the water. Yeah. And then I would go to Texas. So that was, that was, or I would pack myself and go into America. So that was, that was my thing. But to me, he was the person who carried so much light. And because in each, each character that he played, he was very positive. Hmm. And that's what drove him. Basically, I was a very little, I was maybe six, seven, you know, I was a young child. And at that time, you cannot admire somebody, oh, I'm in love with him. No, he's cool. Look at, he's riding a horse. He's always making peace. He's always good with everybody. So that's what drew me to him. And even now, as a growing woman, he's the only actor that I really do love. So sorry, Johnny Depp, Brad Pitt, and the rest of whatever. <laughs> no, that's me. Well, the light in you recognized the light in him, and that's probably what drew you, what drew you to him. And uh, 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 upstairs, because my house is on the split levels. Mm. So this is my studio. Uh, I have a little library kind of section. And there I have a, a little house that it's made out of the wood. Then I have a fake horse, a horse that's also made out of the wood. And then I have a John Wayne, a big John Wayne, uh, basically collection magazine for 2000 and his frame. So he's sitting there. And the reason why, and that shelf is empty just for there, because I admire him and I admire everything that he did. So that's the only actor that I should say that I always love and that I still love, but not because I'm in love with him or I want to be. No, <laughs> it's because he was such an amazing character that stayed in my heart and still is. Yeah, he he probably made me move to Canada and now he wants me to move to States. He's calling me, come down. <laughs> Maybe he is. <laughs> he was yeah, he was strong, yet he was kind at the same time. And, and that uh, a lot of people are drawn to that, most people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and especially at that time, of course, I, I was a child, you yeah. know, but to me and my mother would laugh, and she said one day, I pack my little suitcase, I took all of my dolls out, no. and I was fine, she was like, where are you going? I'm going to America, I'm going to Texas, and she was like, no, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> so that was, that, that, that was my childhood, I was always dreaming, I think, about being different and being wild and crazy in my own way, so yeah. That's funny. So, <laughs> that, that's true <laughs> <laughs> well we're almost at the end here Danielle um, first of all I want to thank you so much for being on here I had a great time I love connecting with you um, would you like to share to the listeners where they can find you if they have questions course, or if they want readings or whatever <laughs> I, I'm really happy that we did this show uh, today I, you know, I had a show last night and then I have show Two days from now. So I'm crazy busy running. <laughs> you but are. it also tells me that people are hearing my love and light words. And that's important to yes. me. Anybody who wants to contact me, they can always contact me through my uh, Facebook, Daniel Diva Borzan, send me the message. And they can also find my book on the Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, the printed page is coming on, printed uh, version is coming on. It's a little bit behind, but it's coming too, not because of me, but because of the Amazon, because they're yeah. backed up. But, uh, you know, they can find it and it's called The Magic of the Spirit Lake. And anybody who's looking for healing, anybody who's looking for miracles, they can find it inside of uh, this book. And again, I'm really happy that we did this radio podcast As today. made me really happy. Yes. I appreciate you taking the time. And when that book comes out, um, I definitely will be picking it up. I can't wait to, to read it. 
Thank you so much. Thank you, my dear. And as and a like I said, like, like I said, it was always amazing to connect with a sister full of love and light. Thank you. And as the listeners know, uh, I will be adding the link to the show notes so they can find you easier. They just have to click on it, and there you are. So thank you again, yes. my sister. I have much love and respect for you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. The same here. Thank you. Take care. You too. Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to PurplePlanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 